episode of the No Plans to Merge. This episode is my co-host. Sponsored by Caleb Who's Corby. my co-host, though? Daniel Colborn. That's right. And uh, this episode is sponsored, again, by Fly.io. No. Shoot! <laughs> Who are Planet you? Planet Scale. Oh, I'm Caleb. You I, are? Didn't I say that? Caleb Borzio? You skipped it. I had to say it for you. Mm, Daniel. This Daniel is a good Daniel. intro. Imagine this is, is going to be a strong episode. This is going to be a strong, coherent episode, Daniel. I can tell already. You know, like maybe you, maybe you're like a new listener who found the podcast through my uh, Calvinism content, right? Right. And you're like, oh, I'll have to check out this this guy's podcast, and this is the first twenty seconds. Yep. Did you make well, it this far? Yeah, Welcome. Well, stick Welcome around. No plans. There's more of this coming. That's right. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. Daniel, how do you find yourself, Daniel? Oh, a lot of sort of introspection, a lot of sort of deep inner work. Really? That's how you find yourself. I'm not doing that, but... Right. That is how you you find yourself, yourself, huh? That's how you would do it, yeah. Wow. I should go and find myself. Yeah. (laughs) One should, for sure. And if I'm not back before I return... Uh Uh-huh. Um, I don't have anything after that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll be around when I get back for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, Caleb. so that's, that's great news on t- telling yeah. us how to find ourselves. Um, how do you uh-huh. find yourself? Oh, find myself. Well, I've checked in with myself. I find myself. Well, I find myself with one canker sore. Oh no. Where? Isn't that the worst? Is it in the deep valley of no, the... No, it's, uh-uh. it's kind of just like right inside my it's like where you would put a dip yeah yeah that's where they have it you should take uh vitamin d Mm. yeah hannah's um she has a long complicated history with canker sores and start taking vitamin d because somebody's like oh you gotta take vitamin d never get some anymore huh Mm -hmm. i had kind of like taken like a i don't know like five years off maybe b12 dude take both just in case I had taken a couple years off of canker sores, but yeah, I'm back. They suck, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you had any pineapple? Have I had any? No. Although I do Recently. know that that shit is like rots your mouth. Yeah, that's canker sore city. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 No. Makes your gums bleed. Yeah. Um. So Daniel, I find myself. You know, I was just telling you, I I'm I'm um, you know, I'm being real. Being a real pain in the keister for my buddy Deke here, because he's you know trying to book this podcast and show up at the agreed yeah. upon times. And I'm <laughs> oh, I think you've got a big misunderstanding of how full my day is today. Great, because yeah, it's empty, or because it's super full and you were going to be late anyway. So I have to do four hours of client work. Oh, today great! Okay, to make up for the half of day I didn't do on Tuesday. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I have to work on a little tiny bit of the last remaining bot head code. Right now. And other than that, okay, that's nothing. Man. You're a yeah. free man. Um, can I ask you to free put your man. face closer to the mic a little bit? It might just be my headphones, dude. Cause, uh, you can ask me what now I hear, like you great. Wow. I hear you great. It's a dude, matter your of mic technique inch. is not, you, we need to improve on this. We need to do that. Um, mm. it sounds so much better. So, Mm. Daniel, yes. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry for yeah. that. But so I was telling him my excuse today is my brother's in town, which is cool. So sure. Brock became a programmer. Yes. Was a laborer, is now a programmer, and uh-huh. has a remote job, which is really cool. So he can just fly in Frontier, which is, you know, the cheapest thing ever. Yeah. And like fly directly from Denver to Buffalo. For flights, like, dude, you can get them sometimes for like $60, 60 one way. Bucks, yeah. Like it's insane if you don't fly at popular times. Which he can do now because of his job. Um, but anyway, so we're all pairing over at, at Mitch's. And um, so, okay, I find myself being unable to do deep work. So we were doing pool table Pomodoro, where you just like work hard for like 45 minutes. And then the reward is playing a game of pool. And then you just rinse and repeat that. And it's been cool. awesome. Totally awesome. That's like any Pomodoro technique needs to have something really fun in that break. So cool. one thing um, 
so your brain actually does really well with uh, randomized rewards. Okay. Um, so certainty of a reward actually like over time decreases the amount of dopamine you get. Mm. Um, so scientifically what you want is to be rewarded about 85% of the time. So okay. here's my theory. You do exactly that, right? But you get a little jar full of ping pong balls mm. and mm. on 85% of them, you uh, put like a happy face mm-hmm. and then on the other one, you put nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And then every at the end of your Pomodoro, what you do is you reach into your jar and you pull out a thing. And if it is a smiley face, then you get to play a game of pool. Otherwise, you actually up. have to go back and do another Pomodoro. Yep. Yep, we could do this with dice. You don't want to reward yourself all the time. You're right. That's That would be interesting because that really... I'll say so if we do this with dice like I don't know the math like would you need like two dice and multiple values or something Uh, yeah I don't know the math either but uh, there is I'm sure you could say like if it's you know anything but uh, a pair right or something like that yeah exactly right anything but a pair you get to play pool otherwise you you can't play pool um and that, yeah, I mean, I, I could totally see that because I would be very much hoping that I get to play pool. Yeah. And then if I don't, I'd be very sad. You have to go do work again, yeah. And I don't have to go do work again, and that would suck. But then I would be excited yeah. the next time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, Daniel. That's a good hack on Pomodoro, actually. Yeah. I dig that on our already hacked Pomodoro. Yeah, well, I've recently just been doing more... Uh, I guess a little, little more digging into the dopamine games that the brains play, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. that's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, anything you can do to, you just really don't want your brain to uh, get too used to something so that mm. it stops giving you dopamine. Right. So like, interesting. Just want, like this is why gambling works so well is like that you sometimes win and sometimes lose. Right. Right, like if gambling always worked, yep. it would just be a job, mm. right? Because you just would just be showing up to do some work to get your to paycheck, get some yield, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, but interesting. Like the, so the reason gambling works is because the it sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't, right? And so that's why it gives you that huge hit of dopamine when it does work. Mm. Um, and that's why people be like ruin their whole lives about it. Um, interesting. And so, what you want to do is turn everything in your life into gambling hmm. like a test runner that rolls an internal dice and like fails 80 percent at you 85 percent of the tests or something yeah well that's going to lead you down a path of doing a bunch of work you don't need to do but yes because <laughs> like, that then when they all failing? pass you would be so pumped <laughs> way more pumped than if you just <gasps> ran it that's great yeah. i like that let's do that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah that's a good are there any other interesting applications for that phenomenon um i don't know i just came across it like two days ago but it's cool um they did someone was talking about that uh hmm. using like getting taking 85 percent chance of taking a break okay yep so that's good that is a cool idea um i'm gonna write that down daniel so i i have a field notes here daniel so i ordered a brand new pack of field notes and this one is called tools and I'm going to start just logging. So I'm just going to put in Pomodoro uh, for now, but whatever. So I'm just going to start logging because basically I, I'm never going to find, like you and like anybody like us, we're never going to find the one true way, the one productivity system or the, you know, whatever. It's just a bunch of tools that we have to mix up to solve the current problem. Or like if one tool works, it's just going to eventually decay and then we need something more novel or you know you think that's true but i think i've actually found the ultimate tool oh is that right yeah you so i like your thesis that we'll never find the ultimate tool except that i found it oh shoot and will it work for me too of certainly great what's the tool obsidian really dude yeah no for getting stuff done so cool i stay getting stuff done caleb however um obsidian is so cool hmm all right so i have it installed and you know i don't know all right tell me about it give me the bit have you gone hard for like a week with it no Uh, you should just go hard for a week with it 
And tell right, me, it tell doesn't... me, spell it out. Okay, so s- dumb guy first step approach to Obsidian. Everything you're doing in Bear, just do it in Obsidian now, right? Because yep. it's it's just Bear at yep. the stupidest level, right? It's like you press Command N, you get a new note, you start typing, it's marked yeah. down, and it has hashtags like Bear does. Yes. So that you can tag things or whatever. Yes. Um, step two is like you can use double square brackets okay. and just start typing the name of any other... Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. one other thing that beats Bear is that Battlestar Galactica um, is that your your vault of notes is just a folder with a folder structure okay so like uh, like on your hard drive you can just kind of put mm -hmm. cool Um, so and you can sync it to a git repo so that it's syncing your notes to a git repo and all this other stuff yep Um, oh no I have a sneeze oh no Daniel it's it's faded. I, I spoke of it and it faded. Great. Um, so then the uh, sort of one next level is you can do double square brackets and start typing the name of a note. Yep. And you'll get like a direct link to that note. Okay. Um, then you can, within double square brackets, you can type like a hash symbol and start typing. Okay. And you'll get a direct link to a heading within your current note. Oh. Oh. Wait, so so say you have like a like a H two or something, right? In your note, yep. Uh, called um, features, yeah. And say you wanted to make like a table of contents at the top of your note, like it was going to be a yeah, big yeah, note. yeah. You could just like do double square brackets, start typing hash, feature, I see. Yep, and it'll I see it. autocomplete <clears throat> features because okay. that is in your note. Um, so that's cool. It's got kind of like a shortcut to yeah internal hyperlinking, right? Um. It's got iOS sync. It's got, or sorry, it's got like this sync system. It's got an iOS app that syncs with it. It's got okay. an automatic publishing system. Uh, if you want to use it like Notion or something for like a team collaboration system, you can do like a publishing system where like it will host a web page about it. Okay. So you can just like host yourself. There are a million plugins. I haven't actually looked into what the languages but it it must be either like python or javascript because otherwise there wouldn't be this many plugins right yep um there's a million plugins for any sort of structured uh text language right like latex or uh any of these things uh markdown front matter all this other stuff like there's a plugin for it uh, if you want to have it automatically sync with things or automatically sync with OmniFocus or automatically sync with whatever, it can do that. If you want to automatically pull in all of your calendar uh, events for the day into your daily note at the beginning of the day, every day, you can do that with a plugin. Like people are writing plugins for every workflow in the world. There's 10,000 plugins for this. Okay. Um, it's sick. Oh, there's a graph view, right? So once you start having... Yep things linked to other things you can pull up in a graph view you can make these things called groups which are basically like named queries okay so you can like write a query that's like it's in this folder and has this tag and is a descendant of this note for searching right through your own notes yeah and then you can call that group uh like available collection methods or something okay okay so it's it's cool it's very cool Interesting, Daniel. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I really dig that that morning note populating with um calendar event thing. Oh yeah, and there's like a built-in tool, like there's a keyboard shortcut for it, but there's like a built-in feature of the app which is open today's note. Okay. Um, and it just opens if it doesn't exist. It's like a up. It's like a first or create, right? So it like yeah. finds the note called today's date. Cool. So you just hit this key, or and you're it just makes a new pad. Yeah, yeah so I literally like went daily note. I went in bear, dude. I I'm, I just went and I clicked on bear, and mm-hmm. it pops up, and the H one at the top says today, mm-hmm. and then it's a list of like stuff that I need to get done today, mm-hmm. like that I just made three hours ago or something. Um, <clears throat> okay, so yeah, I guess I, I tried it because somebody had recommended. I think Jack McDade maybe because he was getting into the second brain stuff, you know. That uh-huh. whole what's that whole yeah yeah thing Jupiter this, notebook and all that yeah like the uh, there's another one you have 
I feel like the post that spawned a lot of this or the, the kind of thing that I'm remembering is this wall of boxes where you put cards in them. Did you see that? Like, I think this is some guy's system where, you know, this, oh, this con- three folders thing. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I know the concept though. Yeah. 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 It's like, Whatever. get everything I mean, out of your head. Exactly. Get everything out of your head. And like, there's yeah. a specific way to organize things and then like some sort of regimen to like go back and reorganize out. You know, it's a whole prescription. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I downloaded it cause I mean the concept of like a second brain makes a lot of sense for somebody with a bad first brain that, you know, could benefit from a second one. So, yeah. but I went down that road a little a bit. Third, if, I, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, a third brain would be cool too. Yep. Um, but I think I just came up like, well, I'm not really doing anything here that I wasn't doing in bear. I think I didn't really take advantage of the, the note linking. I didn't give it a fair shake though. So I think, so I think, I think the move is just start by not requiring yourself to do anything you're not doing in bear yeah. just do the things you're just doing do in the bear, things you can do all of those yeah. right and then one day you'll be like oh it does have this feature that's kind of useful like i'll use that here yeah. like i'll do a note linking here right right you right. know or like mm-hmm. i'll do a thing and then before you know it you'll see that like oh that not only does it have like infinite features it has infinite plugins that add all of the features yeah. it doesn't have and clearly it's easy to write a plugin. I haven't written one yet, but like the fact yeah. that there are so many means that the API for writing a plugin is good. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if it is as good as bear in the editing way. Like I think my impression of it was it felt a little more metal metallic, like just more hard corners and stuff where bear is just so nice and things like, I mean, maybe you can tell me if it can do these things. Can I, you know, like, take a screenshot that goes onto my uh, clipboard and can I just paste it into a post in obsidian? Uh, how do you take a screenshot that goes onto your clipboard? Oh, it's like alt command, alt control shift four or something like that. Or option control shift four on the Mac option control. It's shift like control okay, so. or maybe like command shift four. command shift four option is how you take a screenshot four. to the, you know to your desktop or whatever you just add in an option an option key i think and then it'll just save it in your clipboard okay command shift option four you got crosshairs Uh, the option doesn't yeah the option doesn't do it doesn't work okay so if you do command i don't know what you think the screenshot screenshot command shift four gives you the crosshairs but it doesn't go to your clipboard Right. So if you just add in one extra key as well as Command Shift Four, one of those extra yeah, Mac that keys. doesn't work. It does. However, no, it doesn't. I just tried it. However, really? um, if you do a Command Shift Four and then it like pops up in the corner after you've done it, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You yep. can just drag that into Obsidian and it right, okay. goes. Well, hopefully you could just paste it in. But side note, taking screenshots and copying a clipboard is like a huge workflow tip. I it was until they added the thing where it just pops up in the corner. Because now you can just drag that into whatever you're doing. Yeah, but then, I don't know. I don't. I really don't like that as much, personally. I do drag it, sure. and I can't even see, like, why wouldn't I just tell you what the shortcut is? Because I could just look at my keyboard. Problem number one, my keyboard's ridiculous. Problem number two, I borked my whole keyboard, and I can no longer take screenshots until I figure <laughs> out my keyboard. So so I've been using the icon in the, t- in the bottom right, and I don't like it as much. <laughs> So, so there's funny. that. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so Obsidian, if it's as nice as Bear, that'd be awesome. I could, I guess, like the things that I would want it to do. I just use Bear as a scratch pad, so I need it to be a scratch pad. Sure. Yep. But where you know, and then there's untold other productivity gain things if I start linking stuff and like basically storing my second brain and connecting all these ideas and becoming a genius with this huge. Yeah, but don't brain. even like don't even start there. Right. Don't no, I hear you. With the expectation you. that you're going to build a big linked system. Yes, because I did start there and was like, "Bye." Yes, you're right. Um, the other thing I was going to say was Daniel, I for LiveWire. What I think we might have talked about this. I definitely talked about notes on work, but something I've been doing that's been awesome is just writing down problems in long form in a wiki. So yep. I created a LiveWire problems wiki, and like every everything all the problems before I message anybody. Anytime I sense that I want like to talk to somebody about something, you get clarity on it. It's like, just pop open the thing 
and start writing it out like a blog post and editing it and everything. And then almost invariably I solve the problem. It's just like crazy how effective it is. And so I'm, I'm also linking those things. So in a problem, mm -hmm. I'll describe, I'll assume knowledge about some other part of the system and yeah. then I'll link to that page where I describe yeah. that part of the system. Uh -huh. But it's really frustrating on GitHub. Like I expected there to be, and maybe I'm missing something. I expected there to be some nice way to link between wiki pages. Exactly yeah. like you're describing with Obsidian, like uh -huh. type uh -huh. some character and then start searching a title name. But there's not. I literally am like hard linking to URLs, which is nuts and that stupid. wild. So it's nuts and stupid. Um, so, yeah. um, so Obsidian could be so that. It could be. It but could I want be. it to live um, on the internet. Can I make, can I link it to a repo and then github also renders what, the markdown what do you mean you, in what way do you want it to live on the internet you want it to be publicly accessible yeah so you could um you could use their built-in publishing thing to just publish that vault and then there would be like a hosted website of it um oh. i'm sure that someone has made a plugin that syncs a vault to a github wiki you know yeah. like yeah that seems like the second plugin someone would make right um but if not, I'm sure you could make that plugin. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, in my current client engagement, mm -hmm. um, I'm getting paid to do one of my favorite things, which is to make a clean abstraction. Um, okay. So anyway, there's this sort of big hairy concept where we're like making kind of a God object that wraps up a lot of other objects that all do the same job, but are yeah. other, mo but are multiple models you know uh, okay um anyway it's it's sort of a big concept and to explain it to the client has been a little bit complicated because it's sort of like a mental shift from the way they've been approaching it okay and so they want to make sure that it covers all the things that they need it to cover and i want to make sure that it covers all the things <laughs> that they need to cover so i don't have to redo it after i implement it you know mm -hmm. all this stuff mm -hmm. um and this isn't a this isn't an engagement where I'm getting clearly defined tasks, right? Yeah, right. Like there's yes. no PM making a Kanban board about this. Oh like, yes. And so we're having these sort of big conversations, and then those things need to get parsed into requirements. Yep. And then those requirements need to get like run back by the client to make sure like are these okay. the requirements that I think they are? You know? Yeah. So there's kind of this back and forth to like get to a what is it we're going to build and then like, like at each step along the way i have to check in and be like okay here's what i've built here's the tests about it like does this feel right is there anything clearly missing here you know yeah like and so i've just been using obsidian heavy huh. in this process to like write up the feature write up each model and what its job is and how it relates to the other models write up uh, these random DTOs that I'm using to like wrap up functionality, you know, yeah, yeah. and like explain, like I have this thing called like a product query builder. That's like a special query builder just for products that includes some weird things. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, it's just, it's like super useful to mm. just like kind of wrap up these ideas. And then like, yeah, when it comes time to have a call where we check in, I've got one note that links to all the other notes and some of these notes are explanations of existing features. Some of them are like research. So I was looking into uh, uh, MySQL materialized views. So materialized views is a feature of Postgres. Okay. Um, but there's like some ways that you can do it in MySQL as well. It's basically like uh, sort of like a subquery or a CTE, but it's actually like it builds the table for real. Okay. Um, and then you can like wipe it. So it's like caching a query as a table okay, or something. So um, what, how like, does that differ from like a normal view? Is it a writable table somehow? I think views still make the request. Okay. Every time you access them, every ah, time but you, you can just them. access them as a table. Okay. Right. I figured yeah. they just had some internal stuff that made it like perform. You would think, and yeah. I'm sure. Sure, that's coming. But as far as I know, the research I've done, views gotcha. do not save you from the length of the request. Okay, cool. Um, but materialized views are basically uh, the thing that you think views are, which is like we cache the request. And then you yeah. have to like, you have to sort of be smart and bust the cache at the appropriate times oh. in your app. Yeah. Right? 
Cool. So like it, it's not reactive to its data changing, which would be sick if yeah. it was. Right. But it's that not. That would be sick. It sounds like a job for our new sponsor, Planet Scale. Yeah, honestly, Planet Scale, if you can make reactive materialized views, I will shit a brick. Yes, you um, will. Anyway, so <clears throat> that's a potential solution to a problem that we have. Yep. Right? And so in my writing, I just like, I had I had a note for when I was re- researching materialized views. Mm-hmm. And so I just referenced that note in my little prospectus that I'm writing for nice. how I want to tackle this problem. Yep. It's very cool. That's great. Also, and so how do you share this with people? How are you personally sharing Well, in this case, I'm this? just like screen sharing, right? Okay. But see. like I could very easily use the Obsidian publishing thing. Okay. To just so say this like, is So Obsidian is like a paid, there's a paid tier or something that offers that? Yeah. So there it has two paid services. One is sync and one is publishing. One is what? What's the first one? Sync. Like okay. a cloud sync service. Gotcha. Um, like if you want your vault to not just be a folder, because you could manually sync it, right? Like you could sync your vault to GitHub and have multiple computers where it's all synced to GitHub. But if you right. want it to sync to your phone app and all of that other stuff. Yep. Okay. Like, so the publish is $16 a month. The sync is $8 a month. Yeah. And... You could also build an build a thing to like publish a specific subfolder to GitHub pages or you, there's a million things you could do. Right. If you wanted to. Interesting. Um, I also now have a little folder called Lessons Learned. Okay. Um, where when... This is how I'm going to start writing blog posts, Caleb. Great. When I when I fuck up and, like, waste a bunch of time on something... Yep. Um, and, like, I... You know how... You and I, I think, both do this. Where we're like, okay, I want to make a rule about this now. Of course. You know? Like, I wasted a bunch of time. What rule could I have had that would have stopped me from wasting a bunch of time? You know? Yep. Um, so anytime I run into a lesson learned, I'm just like writing it down. It's not a blog post. It's just two sentences, but it's like the, it's a thing where it's like, if I ever need something to write a blog post about, I now have a folder full of lessons learned. Yeah. It's like my most recent one was same. This is interesting. Um, I want to hear your most recent one, but the things you're saying are very much what I'm attempting. Like this, this field notes with tools written on it is going to be my log of like, basically every you know every every tool that i might want to employ to get more done basically and then like i'll have another one called refactors with my own personal favorite refactors and everything and so the goal would be that whenever i you know need it i reference the thing and i have the big list Um, when you make your refactoring course when i make my refactoring course that's right um but i in bear no it's just funny i have Four, I have like if I just search lesson in Bare Notes, I have life lessons, which is a bullet bulleted list of multi sentence lessons, business lessons, um, basic lesson, you know, whatever. And it's stuff like life lessons. Don't ever buy things from your friend that they are pressured to sell you. MLM scheme, life insurance, investments, so, you know, whatever stuff like that. Like yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so tell me, what what what, what uh, were you in the middle well, my, of saying? My most recent one was just uh, an event sourcing one that okay. came from uh something that i was doing with john when we were working on the game yep and we had this weird situation where like an aggregate was like throwing this bug that was like oh an aggregate another aggregate oh. like this this aggregate has already been versioned or whatever and so it yep. was mad so it turns out what was happening is you're retrieving an aggregate while you have an aggregate already in memory and so the lesson learned is just this nice little two sentence never persist a freshly retrieved aggregate from within an aggregate instance when you will uh, which you will need to mm. persist in the future. Mm. Generally speaking, it's a good rule of thumb to only ever have one instance of a given aggregate live in memory at a given time. Cool. Because otherwise your like database history gets all fucked up. And right. And it yells at you. So like this is one of these things. It's like, well, the code doesn't stop me from doing this, but like it's a good rule of thumb to learn about. And it was useful because I'm like helping teach John some things. So it's like yep. it's useful to encapsulate it into a rule that he can have. Yeah. And I was like, well, this might be like, it's not something that you learn when you're learning event sourcing from the yeah. jump. So it's like, right. oh, if I ever like was writing an event sourcing blog post, like this is a little life lesson I would. So I have it tagged as event sourcing, aggregates, and lessons learned. Okay. So like gotcha. down the road, if I ever am writing an event sourcing post, I could just pull like show me all the things tagged lessons learned and event sourcing. Right. And like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the ways that this could go south for me is because Bear Notes has tags as well. And there's other note things that have folders and such. And it's like, I have the, I have the clear organized thought in the moment of like, I want this to live in this category and this will grow over time. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I forget to tag a lesson or maybe I forget that lesson is the name of the tag or I, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. those are the the problems for me. So this is the cool thing, right? You have your graph view. Yeah. So you can see all of your things organized by tag, right? But you can also see the things that don't have tags in them. And you can filter by just show me the things that don't have tags. Okay. Oh, and then so like, you could go through and after like effect. you could take a half hour and go through and clean up your orphans. Yeah. And like tag or delete them, right. you know? Yep. Interesting. All right. Well, I think I need to revisit Obsidian. Um, well, I said I don't just know. give it a week and treat it like bear. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, Maybe I'm a little there's scattered. A, there's right got to be a tool to like export your bear notes. Oh, into there Obsidian. Is. Hundred. Oh, you know, so I'm then sure you, there is. Then you could like have all of the existing that institutional nice. knowledge. Yep. The very fractured institutional knowledge. The thing I like about the wiki, well, just like anything, this is the. This this deserves to be written out somewhere. This thing that happens with me and others where you live everything you make will eventually become messy and then mm-hmm. to instead of fixing the mess you, you go to a new clean room and you have uh-huh. a new blank slate that eventually will become messy and you will abandon that and move to the next room and because unlike a house you can just create as many rooms as you want you just have you know and so that is bare notes for me is just a massive graveyard of fractured knowledge um yeah Yes, where like the LiveWire wiki, the li- slash LiveWire slash problems wiki right now for me is the clean room where things are written out well and they're, you know, effort is put into them. They're kind of blog posty and referency and whatever, like a resource um, that may eventually degrade to be another collection of fractured thoughts and unfinished work and whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. So I wonder if, <clears throat> right, like if we say that like, we can either just accept this is true, right? That like everything eventually becomes shit and gets abandoned. Yes, exactly. Right? So for so far that is or, true for me. Or we can say like, okay, what what causes everything to be to become shit and get abandoned? Right? Is it yeah. that I get to a point where like I'm so overwhelmed by the prospect of cleaning this up that I would just say like it's too hard to clean up. I want to abandon it, right? And so are there systems and tools that we could put in place that make it easier to clean things up when they get messy? Right. Yeah. Um, I think you're right in an ideal world. Here's my reaction to that. Uh The, you won't return to it. I think that is a law for me. I won't return to it to clean it up. Even if I have tools in place. Okay, so like let's you've got like Livewire, right? Yeah. Livewire is a thing that like you occasionally rewrite, you know? Occasionally. Or like Alpine is a thing that you occasionally rewrite. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like are there practices that you could have done earlier? So like the Alpine rewrite, right? Yeah. Are there things you could have done early to have prevented the Alpine rewrite from having to be a full rewrite? Oh, could you have made it so that you could have gotten to the same place basically, but like incrementally? I'm sure. I'm sure I could have incremented. Yeah. Cause the APIs didn't change very much. I could Those have. are the things that I'm like kind of interested in right now. Cause I have the same tendency to just like burn it down and start over. I right. love to burn something down and start over. Yes. But it is like less, I don't know. Like it does seem like kind of a waste sometimes absolutely you know and so it's like huh i wonder if there's like rules of thumb that i can learn to make things more salvageable it's really hard i feel like the only answer i found to combat the burn it down and start over is to take something small and burn that small thing down and start over that small thing yeah so just make it smaller yeah make it 
make your a, a collection smaller. of smaller things. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like I the list box component for headless UI, headless Alpine, whatever. I I think I was on my second time writing it, maybe third. I don't know. Just over the past like year or two, and like now it's time to go ship it. And the other, all the other components, we've just been cleaning up what I already have done. But this one, there, it just wasn't working. You know, I I had to burn it down. I burnt it to the ground and I started fresh and I rewrote it. And I'm so glad I did. You know, it didn't take that long. And yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, there's like so many things like right now in my life, we're like reworking our, uh, shared chores house chores system, you know? And, um, I am, my position has been for a while Mm -hmm. that I wanted to like burn down the system and re-implement it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like I didn't, I didn't like the system. I could tell that like neither of us was happy with the system. Mm-hmm. You know. And I was like, all right, what we need to do is we need to sit down. We need to establish our core values. We need to like figure out what the things, what the boxes we want to check about this system are. Yep. You know. And then we can like from first principles derive a system. Of course. Right. Yes. Charlotte is like, absolutely does not want to do that. <laughs> Right. She's yes. like, what I want is for you to do this thing that you aren't already doing. Right. Right. And I'm yep. like, yeah, but don't you see the bigger thing that it represents right. or this whatever? This is indicative you know? of an upstream problem, Charlotte. Don't you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, So anyway, um, I've, I found a smaller thing to burn down, um, which is uh, I burned down the concept of uh like how do you know when something needs to be done okay um and i just said like listen we don't have to do this we don't have to apply this to every chore in the house right yeah but i hate due dates i love intervals okay right so like what i want to what i want to get to is like not when does something need to be done but how often does something need to be done like how long is the cron job okay interval you know what i'm saying not like what time of day example. does it happen with laundry? So the dishes, right? Dishes. Okay, yeah, laundry is a fine example, but the dishes is the I one like that di- we are actually talking about. Okay, right? Because like, there's a couple ways to know when it's time to do the dishes, right? Yep. One is that like the sink is full. Yes. Right. One is that like a dirty dish exists in the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. One is that it's the end of the night and we do the dishes every night. Yeah. You know, there's, there's like a bunch of, so end of the night is like, a, okay, the time, the dish time has arrived. Now yep. do the dish. Yes. Um, another one is like the dish quantity quotient has been crossed. Yes. Now do the dishes. Right. Right. Yes. Um, my pitch was, why don't we say that on average we generate enough dishes that they definitely need to be done every other day. Okay. Right? So like the, the like a full dish doing needs to happen every other day. Yep. Um as long as it has not been more than 48 hours since the dishes have been done. Yep. We are within the bounds of the dish standard, right? Yes. And like so then I want to fully own the dishes, right? Okay. I will take complete responsibility for every dish doing forever yep um however i get to operate within this like 48 hour window and i can do them at any time during this 48 hour window yeah and that's like as long as i can you know say like actually i did them 36 hours ago then i'm like i'm good you know Mm -hmm. so this is my new theory like i just wanted to like work on an interval and this is like how i write my contracts for work and it works really well for me where it's like okay i have to do x number of hours in an X day window. Yep. But like, you don't tell me when to do them or how many, you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, it works really yes. well for me. And so that seems like a smaller thing to burn down rather than burning down the whole system and like sit, you know, I was able to burn down one timing thing for one chore. Right. Rather than burning down like the entire chore list. And I do think that this principle is going to be strong and be able to be carried out to the rest of the system later. But yep, exactly. We'll see. Right. You you fix that one thing and then the its benefits will, you know, 
bleed into the other things. Assuming that, there are any. That's really interesting that this works for you. I don't think it would work for me because to me, it's a deadline in disguise. It's just a frequent deadline. Like you, um, it's even worse than that. There's no cadence ceremony or anything surrounding it. Like, a, are you just going to wait till hour 48 and then do it an hour 48? And, you know, like, I, I feel like there's never going to be a time where I feel like doing the dishes or I think like now's so a good time to do the here's dishes. A, That's just here's never a brain hack happen. I did. Here's okay. a brain hack I did the other day. Uh, I knew that we were going to be having a particularly messy dish heavy dinner. Okay. And I was like, Ugh, I don't want to do all those dishes. So I'm going to do the like handful of dishes that exist right now mm-hmm. so that I don't have to do all those dishes later tonight. Yeah. So that's what I did. And so yeah. then what I did by doing that was like procrastinate until a day from now doing the big load of annoying dishes. Load. Yeah. You know? And so like I used my little time frame to like give myself the right to procrastinate doing the annoying dishes. Yep. You know? Whereas if the deadline in disguise is just like, you know, you have to do the dishes at the end of the night or something, you know, like, right, right. No, I get it. It just like gives me a little more flexibility of freedom. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have a dishwasher? That's the big question on everyone's mind. You do. Okay. Yeah. 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 But the problem with the dishwasher, right. Right. Is that the dishwasher is always full of dirty dishes. Come on. Come on. (laughs) You know when you I mean? run the oh, dishwasher? Oh, to empty. When? You have to wash the dishes in the dishwasher. Right. Right? And you don't want to wash them for a quarter load. Well, right? I think I've I, I've been more lax on myself with lighter dishwasher loads because I heard oh, somewhere. You just that, run it all the time. That it's bet, like it's just super efficient. I, it can't be. But I've read that it's, I really should just measure the electric, the electricity consumption of it. But if you think about it, there's a lot of water recycling that goes on that doesn't go on when you're washing them in the sink. So, like, in mm-hmm. some ways, it's either more efficient or it's, like, a wash or it's not as inefficient as you think it is. Um, sure. So, I've, I've heard that and I've just, like, heard it was like, okay, great. That's all I need. Perfect. Now I'm okay just yeah. running small loads. So, I do run small loads. But go on. I think small loads might be a play. Yeah. Small loads is great. And so, the play for us... Your system wouldn't work for me, unfortunately. And I'm trying to figure out exactly why, but I know what has worked for me, what we've kind of landed on, Hannah and I, is she starts stuff, I finish stuff. That's how it goes. It's like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that won't work for us. I'm not the guy who's going to be like, it's the nighttime, time to load up the dishwasher and turn it on and like... Or it's time, the laundry's getting full, it's time to bring it downstairs and put it in the laundry. It's just never going to happen. But... She does that part and then either says Caleb laundry's in the thing or whatever, or brings it up and just, I, I tell her, I'm like, Han, just dump it on the lip, dump it on the living room floor, dump all the clean mm-hmm. laundry in the living room floor. Then I will fold it and then I will bring it up. And that actually works really well. I generally fold the laundry. She generally washes it. She loads the dishwasher and starts it. Well, we load them as you have dishes, but she, she like does the first half of the dishwasher. I do the empty part because whatever so that just works well it's like she started something and now i'm on the hook to finish it and because there's Uh like somebody because i'm because somebody put work in and now it's that accountability mechanism it like Mm -hmm. it does it it fixes the problem for me i'm trying to think exactly why i think it's the accountability mechanism i also think it's not a cold start like the task has already been warmed up you know Mm -hmm. so my whole the 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 whole thing that like originated this conversation yeah. Was that she, on the one hand, she doesn't want to be constantly telling me to do things. Right. Right. On the yeah. other hand, I don't want anyone to ever tell me to do anything. Of course. Right. Yes. Um, and so. Like, on the other end, I don't want to ever have to do anything. <laughs> well, no, I actually don't mind doing things. I just hate okay. to be told to do them, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. And so like the. um. The system as it existed, right? Yep. She had become, by, for reasons that are like both practical and probably like historically gendered and all kinds of other things, um, yeah. she had become the person who uh, 
was the like the person who knew the status of everything yeah right and like yes. what things need to be done and the standard to which they need to be done and it I didn't like the dynamic because it felt like I was being assigned tasks and she was checking my work and she was my manager. Yeah. Um, and she didn't like the dynamic because she felt like I don't want to be, I don't want to have to like yep. be the ultimate arbiter of knowledge around the status of our home, yep. you know? Yeah. And so my basic like pitch was like, okay, I'm going to own these things, but like you have to let me fully own them, you mm -hmm. know? Which means that like, you have to trust that like I'm going to do my best mm -hmm. with these things and that like my by giving me these tasks like you know I'm not reporting to you and I'm not going to like you know I'm not going to ask you to check them or whatever you know like yeah and so like I think the starting and finishing thing like is too collaborative for us in with that mm -hmm. dynamic you know where it's yeah. like I just want to take something and like I completely own dishes from soup to nuts right yeah. and like mm -hmm the the standard that we agree on is like the frequency right yeah um and so that's the thing where it's like hey like if i'm not hitting my frequency you know and it's been yep. 72 hours and i haven't done some dishes then like you have a right to give me shit about it mm -hmm. um but like as long as i'm hitting my frequency on dishes like i'm doing my job mm. um and so she's taking laundry and also doing a frequency on laundry so she's yeah. got a frequency on laundry i've got a frequency on dishes um and it's cool. And like laundry is a bigger job than dishes. So it gets a wider frequency. Yeah. You know, it's so like dishes need to be done every other day. Laundry doesn't need to be done every other day. You know? Right. So anyway, this, I really like the vibe. I also like the things that get done in my life are things that happen in a cycle. Okay. You know, like, what? like, uh, like generally speaking, this podcast, when we actually have a cycle, like I show up and do it, right? Yeah. Um, like the moving to Thursday at one thing. Like generally speaking, it's like okay. Like now we've got a cycle. Now it like I know where it is in my week. Like yep. When I think like today is Thursday, I think Thursday at one p.m. is when we do podcast. You know, yep. whatever. Um, I've got like a sponsor uh, mm. guy I work with who uh, who I meet with on like Sunday afternoon, right? Yep. And so like. I meet with this guy on Sunday afternoon and like that is like factored into my week. And so I know, That's oh, good. it's Sunday afternoon. I do this right. thing, you know? So like, I just want to like fit more things into like regular yeah. rhythms because that's how they get done. It's like muscle Interesting. memory. So I like th this podcast is a great example of that for sure. Um, but there's things, I guess like my whole life, there's think about like every week there was like our like, scouting thing on mondays and then it was like youth group on thursdays and then it's you know whatever x club or sport or thing once a week yep. and so there's a lot of stuff throughout the week church on sunday and a lot of church stuff church loves the once a week thing and if you get really in the church they you love got, to do things once a week you're gonna fill out your whole week um so the I end up resenting all of them. That's what happens. And I've I've done weekly things for years, you know, like we had our... Do you have a day of your week where you don't schedule anything? Yes. Do you have a sacred day that is not no, allowed to I have receive many scheduled now. things? Many. All oh, of them. Yeah. All Wait, of them. What does that mean? <laughs> no days have anything except there's a loose Monday through Friday are work days that I work every day. Well, you have this podcast on Thursdays. This okay, so there's this podcast on Thursdays, uh huh, and that's it. Uh huh. There's nothing else that happens every single week anymore. That's shocking. Th yes. This is like the biggest difference between our two brains. I don't okay. understand how you get anything done then. Mm. I resent schedule scheduled things. They haunt me. So I try. So I don't as long as I made them. to free myself from them. I, yeah, no, I resent anything no. someone else told me I had to do. Yeah, no, I hear right? you. Right. But as long as I made the schedule, I'm fine yeah. with it. I was doing a fishing every Wednesday with my uncle, and that was pretty cool. And I was, like, looking forward to that every Wednesday. But then, you know, whatever. Uh, I grew yeah, to hate him. You know, so this is the thing, Daniel. And this is, I think, partially why. What did you say? Uh, that you said, and then, and I said, and then I grew to hate him. <laughs> and then I started to resent my uncle. 
because I was associating him with the schedule. Um, Daniel, what was I saying? Schedule resenting. Oh, so no plans to merge is the only thing that has a weekly cadence routine. Yes. And I think the reason I suck at this so bad is partially because it's the only thing I'm like not as in tune to it because it's, mm-hmm. you would think I might be more so in tune to it. you're out of practice it. of doing Exactly. Things. I'm just, if I had more of a predictable schedule, it'd be like, oh, well, Thursday's the Thursday day. But now it's just like Thursdays at this time is the one time out of the many, many times throughout the week that has a thing. So I yeah. think there's that. Yeah. Like my, the way my life is structured now, I've, I've removed all structure and I mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I sort of, that's my mode of operating. So it makes me bad at, at this schedule. Um, what was the other thing? I mean, I have a bunch of excuses, but. Well, the other the, big thing about the, the move of this podcast to Thursday yeah. from Friday is that now we have Friday to fall back on. I know. Right. right? And yep. that's dope because like, this is a thing that requires two people to show up. Yeah. Both of whom have at various times like totally flaked on the podcast. Yes. Right? Me more than you, but both of us have totally flaked on the I podcast don't know. at various I, points. I think that might have been true like a month ago, but I think I'm racking up some points here. <laughs> We've been doing this for years though, and I've been kind of flaking pretty consistently. But yeah, yes, who knows? That's true. You're the we, more consistent flaker. That is true. Yeah. I'm more, and so anyway, but having Friday to fall back on yeah. is so key because like, I can just have this thing that, like, I have a clock that starts ticking Thursday at 1 p.m. in my head. Right. And if the podcast hasn't been done, I feel Mm. like there's a thing that hasn't been done. Yeah. Right? And so then, like, it's easy to, to, like, do it the next day or whatever. Right? And this is, like, how I feel like the dish situation is, where it's, like, by giving myself a 48-hour window, it's, like, I have a clock that starts ticking, you know? But, like, I can blow it off. Cause I have tomorrow to fall back on. Right. You know, I don't know. That's like kind of like a weird. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's a big reason why we bumped it up. And uh, by the way, maybe we should talk about this on the show. So, uh, so I have your most um, like <laughs> gracious uh, charitable attitude of like, uh-huh. we should change it to two because one is just that's too close to the middle fine of the day. For me. We should change it to two. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Caleb, the most we- ideal time is two thirty because three is too late. But two's a little too early. Two thirty is the best time. Two thirty sure. on Thursday because it's close in from the edges. It's the end of the week, but it's not on the edges of the day and the week. Mm-hmm. And so it's still at the end of the day. You can still, I, you can go and you can fish for an entire day and be back by two thirty, no problem. When you're going to yeah. fish, or you can so, go, you know, work at Mitch's for an entire day. And you know what I mean? It's like you can do a lot of things for an entire day, but if it's at one. You can only do a half day, you know? So, like, I have a thing every Thursday at 6. Yeah. Well, really, the thing's at 7, but I have to go, like, prepare. Yeah. Right? So, like, I basically, like, need to be, like, locked in, leaving the house by 6, right? Yeah. Um, So, doing it at 1, if we do a two-hour episode, which we're known to do, yeah, um, we're done by 3, right? Then, yeah. you know, if we do publishing or whatever, 3.15, right? Yeah. Um. So that gives me basically like what I would think of as like a full work shift, right? Yeah. Like yes, a, it does. Yeah. A whole sprint between yep. like you can get into 3 a problem. 30, 3 30 yeah. and like six, right? Yeah. I can basically uh-huh. do like a full sit down and do two hours of work yes. in that chunk. Yes. If we move it to 2 30, yep. now I'm getting 45 minutes of work. Right. It's you know what I'm saying? So true. like that is the annoyance for me is that like Right, because it's the equivalent of being on like different time zones because of your sleep time zone mm-hmm. where like my day ends at five. Right. Your day ends at six. What I'm seeing is two thirty is your one thirty, you know? Yes. Like it's better for you to do one thirty in that sense. Um Yeah. Although anyway. really like what you're seeing is one as two thirty is my like eleven thirty. <laughs> right. That's true. That's more true. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Daniel, it's what's happened is this weird thing. I feel like a phenomenon with this podcast itself, like representing the one thing I have to do for the week. And there's mm-hmm. other, you know, like we have uh these consult these uh liveware support calls when people want to become partners. We do like an intro yeah. call. I did one this morning at nine. 
which is you know an actual scheduled thing do that's kind of rare do you have a swede do you, do you do one with a swede um i have do we have a, a partner that is a swede yeah i, I probably i don't know because i saw well there's a swede who i have on tuple and i also have you on tuple and the other day i saw you guys were both pairing at the same time and i was like i wonder if no i only no i only ever tuple mitch i gotcha and jason begs that's it um yeah daniel uh yeah so what i find is like because my life is so cushy now that i can do Mm -hmm. whatever i want i do generally work like every day probably six to ten out probably four to twelve hours a day you know you know sure but because there's like nothing going on when there is something going on i resent the fact that i have that thing because i'm like wait the reason that i can't go do this spontaneous thing is because of a one hour chunk of a scheduled thing you know where Mm -hmm. if you just dedicate every nine to five to working at your desk it's no problem you're just like Mm -hmm perfect fits right yeah, in well, i'm here anyway but yeah. when you're considering working at mitch's or a coffee shop or going somewhere or fishing or or whatever some just switching up your life it's like wait i have to pin down an entire day for a one hour thing mm. and i've i've felt that with you know th- this is i'm not saying with this but i have but other things too anyway you, you can you can tell the listener that you resent me i hate this show <laughs> no it's it's <gasps> This uh, is, I mean, it really is, this is a kind of a magical thing because it's like the only thing that, we've stuck to this a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, dude. We've got we've over 100 doing episodes this thing on a this hot feed. Minute, dude. Yeah, we've been doing this a minute. Yeah. So. And yeah. there's been massive periods of not doing it in there too. And we it's have true. like randomly showed back There's never been a massive period where we're like, man, this thing's petered out. It's over. It's always like, hey, we're going to get back to that. Two months yeah, we're gonna get back to that as soon, as soon yeah. as Caleb moves back to New York and Daniel yeah. stops going to New York for crypto conferences. Right. Shit. So oh, yeah, we got I got a lot of good stuff here, Daniel. But uh, yeah, so, something that has sort of been clarified to me in the background of this recording is that I I'm not gonna return to it. Like I think I need to set that as one of my life forces. Is like. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to return to a thing. So I better get it done well now yeah. because that promise of going and refactoring that code base or rewriting up that write up or organizing all my obsidian posts and whatever, it's not going to happen. I have to do it right. The first time I will not return to things. I won't return to them, write the documentation and do it, write it really well the first time. And write, the great thing know, about whatever. the documentation is that like, documentation is a product that like even even if you do rewrite alpine you still get benefit of like having the documentation so you're right but <laughs> you rewrite the documentation <laughs> the too. burn down factor the burn it down <laughs> i have never reused documentation that's funny not that i've had to write it a ton but v1 got burnt down v2 got written from scratch v2 livewire is going to get burnt down and v3 is going to be written from scratch because what about test suite do you reuse test suite well so i did for the first time at taylor's nudging to me um i i reused an entire unit test suite for livewire 3 and all the browser test suite yes i grafted it over and i accepted uh bringing a, a mess into the code base and kept it quarantined uh-huh. and made i mean that that was great and yeah if i didn't do that that in hindsight like oh my gosh that would have been an unbelievable amount of work that i didn't have to do and now i'm having josh hanley do it and just seeing like how fast he can do it and then deciding if it's worth you know taking all of that legacy all those legacy tests cleaning them up and putting them where they belong in the new code base but i don't know might just be i'm not sure but yeah so that is actually i recently did that and i'm very glad that i did that yeah Mm. Yeah, you know, Daniel, you got to burn know. it down, Daniel. You, you won't return it to it, and you have to burn it down. <laughs> yeah. That's for me. You won't I don't re- know. Did you, wait, have you done a notes on work called you won't return to it? Dude, it's possible. I don't think That's so. That's such a notes on work title. It's exactly a notes on work title. 
I don't know. I wish there was an easy way to search that. Um, See, like that—that's your equivalent. You're lucky because, like, that's your equivalent of like a lessons learned folder. Is like you Dude. just like you just like crank a quick ten minute or. It's true. It really is. Pretty. Uh, not I can't find one name that, but it, dude, you're right. It's the the episode writes itself. Um, but yes, that's actually been awesome about notes on work. And even for life, like if you know some, when I'm dead, like somebody could listen through and actually learn a lot about you know life back then or what I was yeah. about. Or like you know, or like when baby boy's a big boy, he can be like, you can, you can point him at like. You know, I used to be I used to be somebody. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you can tell by here's, this here's my, small podcast. Here's my small podcast that right. I ran. Yeah, that's true. So there's 213 episodes of 10 minute, generally coherent, you know, thoughts or statements. But here's the meta reflection: is that I'm not going to return to notes on work. You know, I'm never going to listen to any of them. I'm never going to organize yeah. them into anything. They're just they exist. Well, that's and they're what out there. that's what baby boys for. That's what baby boy is for. Baby boy can catalog you. Baby boy does the work of catalog. I need to have really earned it for him to care enough. So that's why I feel like I need to die. Yeah. Well, for him or to... you could just, uh, you could leave. I should go out leave and get him. cigarettes. Yeah. Go out and get cigarettes and never come back. But I then, never like, come back. And but then... he'll be like wondering like about my missing what father like? and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, here's right. 213 episodes. Right. It's like, 10 minutes oh my at a gosh. time. Dad. Dad, Dad, I listen to every episode. I've come to find you. Well, and he he always thinks that like you're gonna come back one day until he hears the episode called "You You Won't Return to It." <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh man, <laughs> Baby Boy is just crushed. You know what? I'm just never gonna return to anything I've ever left before. I've just accepted that fact. Dad, but I'm here, Dad. That's great, Daniel. That is very funny. Oh, baby boy. I love boy. it. I love it. I need to leave baby boy so that he can learn to respect yeah. me and care about my So legacy. someone will give a shit about this. Yeah, if you have like a dad that just is there and just loves you and is whatever, like, yeah. you're not... It makes for a terrible origin story. The power balance is too even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you leave, uh-huh. you have power. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like you have to... You have to get a chip on your shoulder somehow. What's a chip Where are you on your get shoulder? It? What does that mean? I think mean? it just means like something to prove. Right. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a, a low key resentment at the world that makes you yeah. like grind. Yeah. 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 yeah Probably exactly. unhealthily. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. But we're trying to raise baby boy in unconventional ways. And I think this is right up our alley. Hmm. This kind of thing. I'm trying to just, you know, force outcomes basically with with his development. Um, sure. Yeah. So this is a good way. It's a good way to come. Um, Daniel Colborn. Daniel, we have yeah. to you wrap have it up, my guy. Well, no, have but I have. So Mitch and Brock. Came, oh, well, Mitch and Brock came over here to do the second half of the day here. And Mitchell wrote a song and we've been working on the song and he's recording it. And so uh, he's been using this mic to record it, actually. Um, but it's a really good song. Ah, so when it's finished, I'll send it to you. Yeah. It's a good song? I think it's a really good song. I do. Nice. I do think it's we a good like song. We like a good song. Yeah. But this is like, you know, we have a jam group of people who just, we all love music and play a lot of it. But none of sure. us have ever written a song before. Really? We have a You've t- never written like, a song? Dude, I have heaps and piles of half-written songs. But like blog posts. You're dude, not going to return to them. You know what? I should set my goal to write a full song as a parallel to your goal to write a full blog post so that sure. we're on an even playing field. Even yeah, even uh even stakes. Yeah. We should do that. I've written songs. Really? Oh yeah. Well, that's great. And I've written blog posts, so Yeah, so done deal. Who's better? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Be, we're both best. We'll see who's done the both worst. first. Exactly. That's what we need to see, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in the out, so let's uh, let's cue the outro music that is that song that you should put into the outro music. Yeah. You should do that. Right. 
No, but that's not even the song. You gotta. Oh, right. It's gonna be the other song. Cue the outro music. Now. Now. I'm insinuating, Daniel, that that you um, are we still rolling? <laughs> that your uh, that the outro music is your song. 